0: Welcome to Funding the Dream, a Game Whisperer podcast for Kickstarters. This is Richard Bliss, the uh, Game Whisperer and the host. And this is a special edition of Funding the Dream from the Toy Fair in New York City 2012. I'm here with Travis Worthington from Indie Boards and Cards, who's here at the show. Many of you know that, uh, oh, first of all, Travis, thanks for being on the show.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, the, you're, you're here at uh, the Toy Fair. How's the Toy Fair been for you so far?
1: It's been great. Uh, Toy Fair, is, uh, it's huge. It's great to see everything out. Um, games are only a small section of the Toy Fair, so we're kind of you know, in our little corner, but uh, there's lots of uh, you know, plush toys and cool things to ride that are being, coming out next year, and you know, a lot of stuff that I don't know you'll ever see in a store, but it's cool to see here.
0: And for anybody who's not been here, uh, can you give them a perspective of kinda what, how big is this show?
1: Um, So it's in the Javits Convention Center in New York City. Um, I would say that, you know, we're in three uh, convention halls, and each convention hall is, you know, probably the size of like a football stadium. So, uh, you know, there's just a lot of vendors here, probably a couple hundred at least, uh, and each of them has hundreds and hundreds of products. So filled with everything you would ever see in any toy store around the world.
0: Okay, so you're
1: here, and you're here off showing off some of your games. Now, you had a, uh, I see
0: Flashpoint here. You had a great success on Kickstarter with Flashpoint. You're pretty pleased with how that's gone so far?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, Kickstarter was just a, a start for us. Um, you know, the reason why we're here is to, to talk to some of the bigger uh, retailers, um, you know, to get our our games into more stores and, you know, I'm optimistic that Kickstarter gave us the, the start we needed to really expand the game and, and to you know make it as big as we possibly can. Um, that's really you know, my goal as a publisher: work with the designers, develop games that everyone wants to play, and and uh, once we've developed that game, to really make sure that you know those people that would like the game or have the chance to buy it.
0: Well, it's one of my personal favorites. We played a lot at my house. Uh, so I'm looking at your uh, display, and you've got. Uh, it's not new, but it's kind of new, and I like it. Uh, so tell us about the Resistance. Uh, you've got a new look here.
1: Yeah, so for the Resistance, uh, you know, we, we've done extremely well. Uh, the game has been adopted, and we've sold a lot of copies of the Resistance. And you know, one of the things that I think is holding us back a little bit is just the shelf presence. Um, so sometime later this year, we're looking at doing a bigger box version of the Resistance. And, the, you know, the primary driver of that is to get it on store shelves, um, particularly as you look at the the bigger type stores like the Barnes and Nobles um, who we met with yesterday you know the, the smaller box just doesn't have that retail shelf presence so um, you know we're looking at making the box bigger but at the same time not just filling it with a bunch of air and, and the same components um, we may be looking at you know how we can improve some of the components and make the game more usable um, as well at the same time so you know, sometime later this year to be determined, uh, you know, in, in part driven by the retail demand, to get the bigger box out there.
0: Well, I think that'll be a really welcome. Uh, I know that my copy is, is a nice fit, but uh, those cards are a tight fit in that box. It'll be nice to see that bigger box with a little bit more room. Uh, anything that you see coming down the horizon? We've only got a few minutes here that we're talking to you that you see that maybe you want to share with people that some, uh, some ideas?
1: Yeah, so um, you know we're looking at expanding the Resistance universe. Um, so I, I think there's a number of things that we'll come out with uh, in this year, perhaps next year. Um, you know, we've got a writer right now working on a Resistance graphic novel, um, and we'll probably do that through Kickstarter, uh, just because that that's an industry that we're not as familiar with, and you know, want to get the money to make sure we can launch that graphic novel. And and uh, we're looking at. Um, a, a different version of Resistance, some new rules and uh, some new components, uh, different artwork, different theme to really uh, you know expand the Resistance universe and, and the gameplay. Um, we're looking at a few other things with the Resistance. Um, Flashpoint, of course, we're working on another expansion. Um, we have an expansion out there that's not released to distribution. That one will be released to distribution later this year and uh, we're looking at adding um, you know more gameplay options for flashpoint as well no, oh, sorry that,
0: uh, is that the urban urban structures one
1: right so urban structures will uh, uh, release to wider distribution um, probably I'm thinking May time frame um, but then for Essen we'll have another uh, another expansion map or board and uh, and uh, cards as well um, some more gameplay options uh, that we'll release and and potentially, we're, you know, another an extension uh, on the Flashpoint brand as well. So we'll see if that happens this year or next year, when it, whenever it's ready to be released.
0: Well, again, another one of my personal favorites, both uh, the Resistance and Flashpoint. And it was at Essence that I was able to, to pick up uh, my uh, Urban Structures uh, copy, which I feel very lucky to have done.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've gotten a lot of demand. And, uh, you know, I want to make sure that the value is out there for the Kickstarter supporters and those that bought it at Essence. You know, they're getting their value. They're the ones that have it right now. And, uh, you know, at some point later, we'll make sure everyone else who wants to get a copy can get a copy.
0: Well, Travis, thank you for taking just a few minutes here. I know it's a busy show for you, and uh, you've got a lot of people here kind of looking at your products. Thanks for taking the time and being on the show.
1: Great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Not a problem. You've been listening to Funding the Dream. Welcome to Funding the Dream, a special edition here at Toy Fair 2012. I'm now visiting with Dave omer that's homer without an h right dave omer from stratus games out of tucson arizona dave uh, thanks for being on the show my pleasure uh and just for my listeners dave's a little nervous this is his first podcast so we're gonna go easy on him dave uh stratus is ga- stratus games is here at the toy fair tell us a little bit you know why the toy fair
2: No, that's a great question. Um, We've really been looking to hit the casual gaming market, which is somewhere between the hobby market and the normal uh, risk and monopoly kind of board game market. And we felt that coming here to the Toy Fair would allow us to hit more of the big box uh, places and sell a few more of our games that direction than we would just through the pure hobby market. So, you know, both that and also just exposure, getting our name out here and perpetuating our brand.
0: Okay, so you're here showing off, I see at the booth, you're here showing off Goldmine, which I have, and Dice Safari, which I have ordered through Kickstarter. I actually got the Goldmine because talking to Chris, because Chris has been on the show from Stratus Games, I suggested you guys have a bundle package so that I could get it before Christmas if I pledge at a certain level. I think I pledged at the $170 level, and I got all the games, and they all got there by Christmas, and we had a great Christmas. So. That
2: makes me very happy. Got it, got it. <laughs> I'm glad they got it to you. Okay,
0: so we, so we enjoyed that. Uh, you guys are... Kickstarter worked out well for you because that was Dice Safari. That came through Kickstarter. So tell me a little bit, just a little bit about that.
2: Um, so it was our first time using Kickstarter, and we were kind of trying to figure out it ourselves. Uh, really wanted to see if the crowdsourcing could work uh, for that, and we're very grateful that it did. You know, it kind of uh, had its ebbs and its flows. Uh, had a moment where it was going slower. We weren't sure if it was going to make it, but thanks to some larger donations that uh, were partially solicited and partially uh, not, we made it. Very glad for that.
0: And that's quite all right, because that Kickstarter really is it's a, its a testing opportunity. So are you guys going to continue? Because it was kind of a, it was a close thing. Are you going to
2: continue to bring out some more games on Kickstarter? Absolutely. We've learned a lot from that one, although uh, Chris has learned a lot. I'm still learning some of that myself. Uh, we're going to be using Kickstarter again here in the very close future with Off Your Rocker. Uh, that's a fun party game. And uh, we've already been kind of crowdsourcing a lot of the rules for that through our Stratosphere Rewards Club. Uh, We're very excited for it. And right now we're just kind of trying to figure out what our target amount should be and what some of the offerings should be uh, as far as reward levels go.
0: Perfect. Well, I think everybody's going to be interested in seeing that come out. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time. It's nice to see you guys here and see the success that Stratus Games is having. My daughter loves the gold mine, and uh, we enjoy playing that one all the time. Dave, thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Funding the Dream, a Game Whisper podcast for Kickstarters here at the New York Toy Show. Welcome to Funding the Dream, a Game Whisperer podcast for Kickstarters. This is Richard Bliss, and this is a special edition of Funding the Dream. We are at the Toy Fair in New York City, and I am right now at the PSI, Publisher Services, Inc. booth, and I'm speaking with Paul Chapman, who is the Director of Hobby Sales and Marketing for PSI. Paul, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Now, just so anybody knows, this is our third attempt at this. Uh, we had some technical difficulties earlier, earlier, so I appreciate Paul being patient. Paul, uh, PSI, tell us a little bit about what PSI does.
3: PSI is a sales, marketing, and fulfillment house, uh, which basically means uh, creative folks who make games don't like to pack boxes and throw them around. Uh, They like to focus on making games. So the ideal situation is once they get the game done, it comes to us and we take it from there. We make sure that it gets to the distributors who get it to all of our favorite hobby retail stores.
0: Okay, so uh, let's just bring this home to our listening audience. Uh, Most of them are Doing a Kickstarter, backing a Kickstarter, thinking of doing Kickstarter. So, how do you play into the Kickstarter space?
3: Well, basically, we are the uh, we're the guy who catches it on the other end after the Kickstarter um, goes through and the project is complete. The printing happens, and we're the guy who catches the the game on the other end of the print run, and then make sure, of course, the uh, all the uh, the Promises are fulfilled on the other end.
0: Give me, that's all right. Give me an example.
3: Uh, for instance, uh, when Flashpoint uh, did its uh, drive, all the games that had to be shipped out, well, someone has to do the shipping for them. And it, so it came to us. We get a list of names and goes from our warehouse to the individuals.
0: Okay, so you do other titles or other companies, I guess, in addition to, the, to Flashpoint and some of the Kickstarter campaigns. What other companies really rely on PSI?
3: Uh, well, let's see. Uh, Steve Jackson Games, uh, Catalyst Games Labs, uh, Stronghold Games. Um, see Cubicle Seven, Eden Studios. Uh, a whole mess of companies use our services.
0: Okay, and so here at the Toy Fair, what is the uh, so? Oh, well, okay, we're here at the Toy Fair. Kind of, what is your desire or outcome for being here at the Toy Fair? What is it li- you're looking to accomplish? Uh, we are uh, here to
3: talk with uh, the buyers from a, a ton of places. Uh, Alliance and ACD are obviously in the hobby space, but uh, Barnes & Noble and Target and Walmart and Books A Million, uh, Gander Mountain, all come to Toy Fair looking for stuff as well. And so we meet with those buyers and that's, uh, that's what we're looking for. That's what we're gonna count as successful is if we get t- Face FaceTime with all those buyers and promote the games that fit into their space.
0: So if I have a Kickstarter campaign and I'm successful with that Kickstarter campaign, and I bring it to market, and I want to see it in Barnes and Noble, like uh, some of the other games that I'm seeing there. Munchkins there. Uh, so, are you saying that I could, I could bring my game project to you, and you guys could help me get it into Barnes and Noble?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, uh, the sales fulfillment or the sales bit of our sales and fulfillment house, uh, that's where we take a game and try and match it with uh, whatever vendor is most appropriate for. If it's at a if it's a good mass market style game. Then we take it to the Barnes & Noble uh, buyer, present it to her, and, uh, and it gets in
0: sometimes. Sometimes. So you, what are some hints about what's a good mass market game that uh, – because so people are sitting out there going, oh, I'm going to be rich if it gets into Barnes & Noble. But they have to have the right target product for Barnes & Noble. So can you, do you have some ideas of what they're kind of looking for? So a Kickstarter project might be able to be tailored to make sure that it increases their chances of getting in there?
3: Sure. Sure. Um, Packaging is very important. Uh, having a, a box that can stack and be stacked upon. Um, something that has
0: good... I'm sorry, give me an example of that.
3: Um, for instance, uh, Munchkin is a, is a good example. Um, you can stack Munchkin on its side uh, or, on, or you can rack it out on its face. You can stack six boxes of Munchkin on top of each other and it's a stable stack. Some, some shelves have space for stacks of games. Um, if you package something in, say, a tube, it's not going to stack very well.
0: Got it. Okay, so packaging is one. What else would a, a Barnes Noble-type target game uh, mass market look at?
3: Um, right now, the trends we're seeing in, uh, in mass market sort of thing are uh, fast games, uh, games that play in half an hour. Family games are always a, a good idea. Um, they like dice games. Um, and... Uh, color, lots of color.
0: (laughs) And I've heard that I've heard that the packaging and the color and then also the dice games, because I think, uh, from reading the article that they did, uh, recently, uh, on geek TV was that they are looking for, they group it by mechanics. So dice game, they have a whole section dedicated to dice game.
3: Yep. Dice games are one category for them, and strategy games is another category. They've actually, Barnes and Noble in particular, has been very aggressive about getting into the hobby game space, uh, taking on things like Sellers of Catan um, and Munchkin and uh, another a number of other games that escape my mind. They won't risk. Yes, yes. Uh, I think they had access and allies in, um, but they're so while there are they're looking for family friendly games they're also diving into the the deeper more strategy games what what we would consider a gamer's games
0: okay you've been in this space a long time this kickstarter phenomenon is really changing dramatically a lot of what we're seeing kind of how games come to market what kind of changes and impact do you think <clears throat> excuse me that kickstarter is going to be having
3: I think Kickstarter is the latest in a long line of uh, examples of technology just destroying the barriers to entry for people who have game ideas. Um, when when role playing first started, everybody generated their own uh, their own xeroxed copies of their house rules and made it their own little game. Um, but it wasn't until desktop publishing matured that everyone and their sister was able to generate. Uh, not just house rules, but their own role-playing game. Now we're seeing the same thing in, in board games, where you can create digitally a very good-looking game. The last barrier there is printing. Because even though we have lightning source for books, we don't have anything that can do very quick, easy, good-looking board games. And that's where Kickstarter comes in. It helps uh, crowdsource the, that initial investment you need to make a, a professional-level print run and so that basically means anybody with a good idea can make a game
0: and if somebody has a good idea they make a game uh do they come to you is that what how do they how do they bring it to market do they just call you up and say i got a good idea
3: (laughs) no i wish it was that easy no um what what needs to happen is um we take the game once it's been published, once it's been manufactured um we don't do the manufacturing ourselves, uh, and we, we we have some people that we uh, have worked with in the past. But um, really, it, it is up to the individual to generate that um, that print run, um, and it's kind of a a check step uh, for us. If it's easy to have a good idea, but if you aren't um, if you don't have the uh, the resources to pull it together not just the financial resources but the organizational resources if you can't pull together a print run then um then that really good idea that you have may be the only good idea that we would see so
0: all right that's uh, that's good advice for people who are sitting out there thinking that they've got this idea working on a game prototype for years excuse me and now boom it's just going to succeed but what you're saying is now it's going to take a little bit more work than that it does take work all right well uh Paul, thank you very much for the time to kind of give us some insights about uh, what you're seeing. And we certainly wish you success here at the show. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. It was great fun. Well, it has been. You've been listening to Funding the Dream, a Game Whisper podcast for Kickstarters. I'm Richard Bliss, the Game Whisper, And this is our special edition here at Toy Fair 2012 in New York City. Thanks for listening.